y'all get ready for another edition of news and trends with your host dave and lynn welcome 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 to news and trends with dave and lynn this is one of your hosts mr david coker proprietor of dave mark inc uh, promoter event planner media specialist, marketing specialist, all-around good guy, hanging out with my partner, Mr. Leonard Young. What's going on, sir? Hey, Dave. Everything is good. This is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guy, DelawareBlack.com, Black media specialist, all-around good guy. How's it going, Dave? Um, Man, can't complain. Uh, It's been uh, a very interesting week, (laughs) you know, so, you know, um, you know, last week we had the snowstorm of 2024, you know, so mm-hmm. came in on Friday, hit with a vengeance. Uh, we wasn't sure what we were going to expect, uh, right. you know, anywhere, you know, because they kind of threw us for a loop. They said a couple of inches to six inches. Uh, I think we ended up what, getting like five, six inches, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And... You know, for those who may be listening, say, oh, that ain't nothing. Well, you know, considering we haven't had any real snow around here in a, in a few years, you know, that was a big deal. Matter of fact, you know, you can't get a shovel anywhere right now or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. everybody. Of course, everybody was buying up all the salt and all the stuff, you know. So, uh, so it kind of mind you the old days. <laughs> you know, yeah, you so. know, definitely. Well, you know, it's funny because um, this was one of the first years I was really prepared. Before it mm-hmm. snowed the first time, I had my shovel ready. I went and bought two bags of salt. And uh, I I can say I did not even think about going to get any uh, winter supplies that I already had, which is truly rare. But um, I'm, I'm still thankful. Well, that's good. That's good because, I mean, you know, some people, and keep in mind, some people have had stuff for a few years now that they've been wanting to use. A friend of mine, um, uh, had a, a snowblower that they bought five years ago. This is the first mm-hmm. time they used it. <laughs> so, so oh, you wow. know, yeah. So, of course, they were having a ball with that thing, you know. So, they were doing neighbors and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, well, well yeah. Dave, I, I, I'll tell you, I saw this um, thing on Instagram. And I actually, I just saw it yesterday. And I was like, oh, man, this is cool. And I'm assuming it's something real we can buy in the stores because, um, um, I've recognized the brand it was. So basically, it's a shovel that it, it's, it looks like a combination shovel and a weed whacker. And basically, on the end of the shovel is um, you know how those uh shoe shine um the automatic shoe shine things were back in the day where they spin around and it's like bristles. Yeah, it was one of those on the shovel. So as you push the shovel. The bristles kicked the snow up away from. Oh. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean it, it was really, really cool. And have you heard of the, um, the, I guess the lawn, not, not even the lawn. So you know how they have like, uh, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, uh, oh, the weed whackers. So like different weed whackers. There's like, um, Ergo, EGO or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. So this brand is R Y O B I. I guess Ryobi. You, okay. I mean, you, yeah, you you might have heard of. It. I mean, if you look in like the outdoor, no, I'm gonna look it up though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm, I mean, it was really really cool, and I was like, Dave, this makes perfect sense. You know, are they expensive? Um, I don't know. So you know, in fact, I, let me take a look at we talking now. Yeah, because that could that could change the game. You know. Um, Oh, here the, it is. So I I don't know if you can. Well, I these are well, well, these are kind of like real snowblowers. I'm looking for the shovel, the one that had the shovel on the end of it. But with that said, I mean, Dave, this one right here is 121. dollars So for anyone listening, <laughs> I, I just Google. We're looking online, and we see some similar type of um, kind of handheld, you know. So they're yeah, they're they look like. They look like wee waggers, kind yeah. of, you know, set up, you know, the same kind of handles and everything. Um, but they moved the snow. Yeah, so I mean, they they definitely looking for. I mean, they're affordable, one hundred and three dollars. Yeah, that might not be a bad. That might not be a bad investment. Yeah. Um, except you have like that's electric. Of course, you have to run an electric cord. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they they probably have some that are gas. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, so so I mean, when I saw this one, I was like, oh, that that right there's a great idea. And this one right here, um, you know, the little cordless batteries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's but, not bad. I mean, yeah, that, uh, actually, I, I would invest in something. I, like that. I know, me me too. I'm, well, you, you know, when I saw it on TikTok, I was like, man, that's a great idea. I wonder how long it takes to get. Because right now, whether I'm sure people, uh, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying. So, because mm-hmm. I know, uh, just ordering a regular shovel, just ordering a regular shovel, uh, trying to get it online. Someone was saying like a month or two to ship or whatever. Because oh wow, they were out of them, you know. So yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, well. You know, this, I don't know if this was the only snow we're getting, but if this is how the month of January and the new year starts off, I don't know. We could be for, in for a couple more snows before it's all over with. Yeah. Ho- hopefully. You said hopefully? Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm looking for some stay home days. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that would make your life a little more simpler. I oh, know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and actually, mine too, because uh, of course they closed the state um, closed our buildings um, on Friday, so uh, so people didn't have to go to work, and everybody was happy about that because we haven't had a snow day in a long time. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, that that's that was the big thing to happen. Um, and then last few days or so, you know, leading into, uh, you know, this week, uh, our, our new week, um, we, uh, didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but, uh, we actually attended the funeral for, um, Layla, um, Baird, um, last week, you and I went together, um, mm-hmm. for our buddy, Tim, um, her father Tim, um, very nice service. They they really did a nice job with the service, and she definitely looked looked wonderful. Um, 
And, you know, to me, we got a chance to get up and speak, you know, I, you know, we are hats off to him and uh, Layla's mother, Nia, um, in reference to, um, you know, just being able to get through that, that period, you know, that moment, um, of course, now the grieving and the healing starts and, um, but I was glad that we were able to get a chance to attend and that place was just about packed that day. Uh, that church yeah. was, that's a pretty yeah, good definitely. size church. Yeah. You, you know, so, and, and I also want to give, um, I won't say credit. I want to give courage or, you know, speak of, um, Tim's courage because, you know, one thing about, and you, you know, they, I'm sure you've been to a lot of funerals and I feel like I've been to a lot, but you know, I'm not comparing nothing, but you know, a lot of times in the moment of reflection, we'll see friends and, um, you know, friends like say, you know, words of reflection regarding, um, the, you know, the person who passed away, which is, you know, very difficult, but you know, there's nothing like having to get up there and speak on a close, close family member, sibling, um, parent, child, you know, those, those are extremely hard. And, you know, I'll just say, I don't know how Tim did it because, you know, I know him and his daughter and, you know, I, I, even though I never met the daughter, I I feel like I know her or I knew her. We all feel like we know her because he kind of chronicled, everything i mean right. we were right there with him the whole time yeah you know? but you know i just want to say it, it really takes a lot of courage and I, I maybe courage is not the right word um but it takes a lot of strength to really be able to get up there and you know so soon and <laughs> you know to say something and, and one of the things i always think about and kind of like when, when my father passed away and, and i was asked to say something i originally said no but, you know, one of the things I think about the reflections, especially when it's a very close family member, you know, this is your last time to, and I'll just say honor them and, you know, kind of, you know, do them justice and make them proud. But, you know, Tim did a great job. I know it was super hard for everyone, you know, all the family members included. And, um, you know, definitely like you said here, here at News and Trends, we're, um, you know, praying for his strength and you know, allowing him, uh, you know, to be able to heal through this process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you are right about that as far as the, the whole thing when it comes to, you know, getting up there and speaking on a loved one, uh, family member, friend, whatever that you're close to. It's, it's hard. I've done it. It's not easy. It's not something that I, you know, would normally welcome. If I can avoid it, I do. Um, but yeah, to be up to be able to get up there and hold it together enough to be able to get out what you want to say, because, you know, at some point, you know, you're going to crack, you know, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, this really shows the type of connection that he and his daughter had. And just the fact that he, he wanted to make sure, and he went up there after his kids spoke which made right. it even harder, you know? So, you know, it's one thing if you're the first person to speak, but then when you have to, when you go up there after a number of people speak um, and you hear their emotions and their thoughts, and then you got to get up there and, 
and and speak yourself. It makes it, it is definitely the hard um, one of the hardest things that you probably ever have to do. But he did a good job, and um, you know he got through it. And um, you know, like I said, it was a great service, and I'm glad that uh, I was able to go. Um, I wasn't feeling well that week. But I knew I wasn't going to miss that. So, right. yeah. So, so here we are. We're in a new week. Uh, um, I guess we got a few things that we're going to talk about uh, for this week's show. So, I guess we'll go ahead and get into the show. Um, let's see. <laughs> I found this first story. Did you hear anything about this, by the way? I, I did. Oh, you did? Okay, so you knew yeah. about it. Okay. Okay, this is uh, definitely your classic case of talking too much and social media doing what social media does. <laughs> you know, so um, so this story is called, um, folks, Stop Snitching on Yourself. The coin-saving couple living in a storage unit evicted after video goes viral. So for those of you that don't know about the story, because in this video did go viral about them, um, this is about um, when it was, I'm going to read a little bit of it. It says, when people, when will people learn to stop ratting, ratting on themselves? A couple that recently went viral for living inside a um, storage unit immediately faced eviction from the um, facility. It said, according to the complex, Leland Brown Jr. uploaded a video of himself and his partner illegally reading, residing in a, a storage unit. The content creator began documenting his life last March on TikTok as he struggled to find adequate housing. Initially, the couple was was dwelling in a tent in the woods in Hatfield, Pennsylvania, about 30 miles north of Philly. Brown gave insight into their unfortunate circumstances on his GoFundMe page. For one year, my partner and I have been making a home in the woods, facing the uncertainties that come with that lifestyle. He continued ongoing construction projects are forcing us to relocate, adding another layer of complexity to our situation. The couple eventually moved to a self-storage unit and Leland shared in the the now viral video, I live in a storage unit because it's cheap in comparison to an apartment. In another video, he stated, me and my girl testing, we trying to find out if this is a good enough, if it's good enough to be sneaky and hide stuff, and we're trying to hide this S H I T, as they said, um, Lily made his new living quarters as comfortable as possible, adding furnishings, including a couch, a dresser. He explained to the followers that he was grateful to be out on, out of the elements and living comfortably in a climate-controlled building. Brown demonstrated how he exercised using the restroom and cooking and cooked meals 
In addition, the pair had 24-hour access to the unit and the ability to charge their electronic devices. Me and my baby will live here as long as we need to until we can get the shelter that we want, um, Brown said. Because we're living here, now we can save up more money to get what we really want. We're in it for the long haul. Well, management stumbled across the video. And they forced the houseless couples to stop shacking up in their business. And they were evicted. So they got kicked out of the unit. And um, because the higher-ups found this video. And it went so viral, we ended up getting kicked out. We're trying to figure out where to go and what we're going to do with all of our stuff. We're going to have to get a new storage unit. So, yeah. We get kicked. We got kicked out. So, where do you start? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate because I'm, you know, th- you know, this is not the first time I've heard a story about somebody living in the storage unit either. So, no, not at all. No, no, and, and actually, it's pretty smart. It's it's kind of ingenious if you're going to be low key about it, but if you're going to run your mouth. I just don't understand why you would put it out there unless you're trying to keep funding coming in for yourself. So you have to let people know what you're doing since they had a GoFundMe page. That's the only reason I can think of that they would keep talking about this on social media. Um, doesn't look like there were any kids involved. I know he's the father of one, but the, I don't think the child lived with him. Um, what made him think that this would be all right to keep talking about this right on social media? What, I mean, what's your thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah, I mean, and, and David, it's funny because you said something kind of like what I was thinking. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, I mean, like, I, I, mean can, I can understand yeah. why he did it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's two things. I think people's... Um, People's need to share everything on social media, even at their own detriment. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's almost like when when people do stuff, illegal stuff and they gotta post it. When people do, you know, like all these pranks people are doing, where they're doing, you know, it, it's like you're doing stuff. You're, you're telling on yourself. So I mean, I, I can't lie. I thought it was odd that they were. Now I feel like if they were smart. They would have done stuff that was non-distinguishable inside their unit, you know. But it's like you know, running around the. Hall. I mean, like, yeah, they, I, I, mean, I, I think they wanted to get caught. I, 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 maybe they did. I mean, when you look at the video, I mean, they don't seem downtrodden or anything. They seem no. pretty happy about the way they living, and they had, to, and the place was. I mean, it was, it was. You know, stuff everywhere, but I mean, but they had dresser in there that you can see they had their bids, they had everything in there. Um, um, you know, so they seem to be, you know, very comfortable. And since it's a climate controlled building, I mean, they were out of the cold. Um, the only thing, I mean, I guess they made their makeshift, um, restroom type situation. Uh, I can't imagine that they can get to the restroom. They're at that storage community um, um, unit uh, yeah. all the time. So they probably had to make do. But, 
other than that, they they seem very content and I, it's doable. I could see people doing it. Like I said, it, it's not the first time I heard of somebody living in a storage unit. Yeah. Um, well, well, Dave, I was going to say on top of that, minus the storage units, you know, some of these people who have like um, little independent offices and bigger offices. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can see that too. You know, you, yeah. Because, I mean, times is hard, you know. So if you're paying for an office and paying for an apartment, and you lose your apartment. I mean, why are you not going to sleep in your office? <laughs> that, that's true. I mean, even I know of businesses like people who are renting the office space in like industrial parks and so forth and so forth, yeah. where the people are actually living in their in in the place that they're renting because they it's cheaper for them to do that, you know, because they're they're paying the rent for the building. You know, as opposed to paying the rent for the building and also paying rent for another place. So they're living there. Um, It's it's interesting. Um, Like I said, it's a shame that they. They had to move, I mean, but that is definitely on them. Um, You know, we keep talking about people who keep telling their business by putting it on social media, even a lot of, there's a lot being said about these, these um, hip hop artists that are making these songs and they're telling stuff in their songs about stuff that they did Mm -hmm. or stuff that they saw, you know, and they're putting it in the lyrics of the song and people and people are listening to this stuff and saying, Hey, did you hear what he just said? You know, that type of thing, you know? So um, we have to, we have to draw the line when it comes to social media and, and, and putting our business out there. And hopefully whatever happens with this particular couple that they've learned their lesson. So, because now think about it with them going viral for what they did with that particular storage unit. Now all the other places are probably on the lookout for them. I, I know. In fact, Dave, they're, they're probably, I'm mad with you if you're staying in the storage unit, low key, you know, you know, saving money. And now this person exposed, you know, exposed everybody. Yeah, because you figure, look, look, suppose they paying uh, $60, $70 a month. Yeah. Man, they could have been stacking a bunch of paper because he has a job. Yeah. I think both of them are working. So they could have been stacking paper all this time and, 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 and doing pretty well. You figure if they stack paper for a year, they mm-hmm. probably have a nice piece of change. Yeah, and 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 Dave, Lord forbid they can tap into some internet. You know, they they really good to go. Well, apparently they must have figured out how to do that because they said that they, uh, you know, they were able to charge their devices and everything and keep things. Obviously, he had internet enough to be able to post these videos. Yeah, yeah. So now, so. now the one question about the store unit. This is a question I had. How do you lock it? So, I mean, I'm assuming if you're inside, you just leave it unlocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the outside, you know, you have the gates mm-hmm. and you probably just have to leave it unlocked. But then I don't know if you saw the video. They were talking about how they had to be quiet at a certain time when people were walking through. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, because if people look, they could see them. Oh. If they, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. So they had to. They had to. Yeah because of the way the unit was set up. So so that's the only thing. That was the only drawback. But of course, you know, they they did enough to be able to get away with it. They just 
kept running their mouth on social media. I so, know. So uh, you, you, just like they said, you, your mouth gets you in trouble every time. Yeah, all the time. You know, we we look. We've been doing this for a long time now. This this is not unusual to hear something like this. You know, where people just cannot keep their mouth shut. You know, so. But good luck to those people, and hope hopefully they're able to uh, find some kind of help. There was a woman. Uh, I I didn't say this, but there was a woman who who had heard the story and put them up a couple nights for free in a hotel oh, after wow. they got kicked out. So you know, people have been paying attention to their story. So so, and it was a complete stranger. So they they were thankful for that. You know so. All right. Well, good luck to you guys, and we hope that everything works out for you. All right, moving on to our next story. Uh, This story is not guilty. Black man acquitted after Karen falsely accused him of robbery. Karen, (laughs) our favorite people, right? Right, right. Um, some some of uh, Dave's best friends. Yeah, I know some Karens. Anyway, well, hold on, Dave. Uh, let, let me ask this, and you uh, you don't got to name no names. Are there any Karens who work for the state and like I, in your department? <laughs> there was one. There there was one that uh, definitely did. And okay. believe it or not, that was her name. Uh, strange enough, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, but I won't say any more about that because I'm sure some of my people listen. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so. Anyway, but they would agree. Anyway, um, uh, this story, I'm going to read a little bit of it. It said, have you gotten the feeling that Karen, that Karen's Klansmen and cops, and they and they spelled them all with the letter K, by the way, <laughs> Karen, Klansmen, and cops, cops with a K, uh, were all in cahoots. That's how Trevin... Uh, Trayvon uh, Morgan must have felt uh, when he was arrested last August in San Francisco after being tailed and taunted by a slur-slinging racist and then approached by a white bystander uh, who called the police on him for, well, generally just existing. According to Cron 4, Morgan was uh, acquitted in San Francisco County Superior Court on felony attempted robbery after roughly 45 minutes of jury deliberations, which begs the question, how we get here in the first place if it was such a no-brainer to acquit Morgan? After all, it only took 45 minutes for the jury to figure it out. It says Trayvon Morgan was walking to a store in the morning on the morning of August 24th near where he lived in inner Sunset District when a person appeared to be mentally ill and unhoused and started following him and yelling racial slurs, the public defender said. Morgan went into the store, and when he came out, their harassment continued, escalating into a verbal argument. A bystander like the person yelling at Morgan, who was white, drove up alongside them and took the side of the man who was yelling. The bystander called the police, claiming that Morgan had threatened to kill and rob him and that Morgan had denied, I mean, had dented his car. 
None of this was true, the public defender said, or supported by evidence. Here's an alternative way to tell the story. Now, I love this. You got to listen to how, uh, uh, you know, they, uh, the terms that now we have the rest of the story. <laughs> so this is the real story. Right, right. With a slant. Morgan 21 was minding his own business when a random uh, white supremacist who might have been mentally ill and homeless started stalking him while being um, blatantly racist, which is what he was, was whether he had also suffered from mental illness, um, whether, whether he had also suffered from mental illness or not. A fellow Caucasian took up the Caucasian's cause of minding black people's business while engaging in the Caucasians practice of immediately, immediately siding with their fellow Caucasians and calling the police on the black man with zero evidence that he had done anything wrong. Perhaps Karen did not, didn't hear the racial slurs being shouted by this assailant, or maybe he was just speaking his, or her, I mean, her love language. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how they put that. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, so they said that the San, uh, San Francisco Public Defender's Office said in a statement that Morgan was acquitted just after 45 minutes of deliberation on the basis of felony charge of attempted robbery of a man's reading glasses. That's all they said he was trying to take. And the bystander called the police and claimed that Morgan had threatened him and his property which was not corroborated by any evidence. So I'm going to stop there. We are in a crazy world, man. Yeah, we, we are. You know, it, it's funny how there's two sides of every story, and they're totally different. Well, that particular day was just one side to the story. Right. Because, you know, unfortunately, he was walking while black. He wasn't driving while yeah. black. He was walking while black. And, you know, it's where we are, man. I mean, I hate to admit it, but this type of stuff we've been dealing with for a while. You, I mean, we, we've had people killed because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time because somebody said or somebody accused somebody of doing something that they didn't do. Um. Try not to get too deep into the racial part of it because we this story is just something that we can talk about every week. And you know, there was periods of time over the last few years that that's exactly what we've done. It's talked about it every week. Yeah, and and Dave, to be honest, if we wanted to, we could still talk about it every week because there's always something out there every week. Yeah, it's always something going on. It's always some type of story. I mean, if, I mean, look at the whole thing with the with the race, the presidential race. If President Obama decided to come back and wanted to run again, do you think that they would make it as easy for him to get the to be the Democratic ticket? Um, um, candidate as they have for Trump to do this? 
because look, Trump no. is the front runner. Matter of fact, yeah. did you hear DeSantis is dropping out? Oh wow! Because he don't he don't feel he can beat him. That's crazy. You know, and so how in this world can a guy who's in court for various things and has misused the presidential office, caused the insurrection? All kinds of stuff. Still be the number one candidate for the presidential um, nomination for the Republican Party. Only because of one thing. And what is that? Well, I don't know. You tell me. The color of his skin. Well, no, 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 no. There, I, I feel like there's more than just color of his skin. Okay. Could Obama do it? No, Obama could not do it. Could he do everything that Trump has done and be able to be the presidential candidate, the number one presidential candidate? Oh, Obama would have been in jail by now. There would have been about, about, about two okay. or three documentaries go. of his downfall. That's right, because it would have never got this far. Okay? So you can't tell me it's not because of the color of his skin. So I don't think it's because of the color of his skin, because, you know, there, you know there, there's other white people who, who ain't been so successful. But, I mean, Trump supporters or whoever they are, well, you know, and I mean, I won't say, I want to say brainless, but I'm not going to say that. But, you know, you know, those people you can say nothing bad about. I feel like those are Trump supporters regarding Trump, like whatever he does. and, And, you know, we know he does a lot, but these people just don't care. They don't. They, they, it's they amazing. Don't. They don't. They, they don't. They, do they, 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 they think. Think about this. He paid off a stripper, right? After so, having sex with her. Yeah, prostitute stripper. He he talked about. Um, you know, he's trying to build that wall to keep the Mexicans out. Mexicans down there still voting for him. You know, he <laughs> he, he, he talked about the people in in Haiti. What do he say? A um, S-H-I-T, whole country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what else he do? He um, he told LeBron to just shut up and dribble. I mean, like, it's like he just say all this stuff and his fan base just get large every time. Oh, and we can't forget yeah. the insurrection. Yeah. yeah. Dave, you want me to tell you what it reminded me of? What? WWF. <laughs> Is he Vince Vince McMahon? Well, no, I I say because like the villains in WWF, the badder they are, the more their fan base grows. (laughs) Well, you got to be bad. You got to be bad. Uh, uh, And you can't get much worse than him. I mean, you know, and it's the same because what makes it so crazy is we have a plethora of very smart individuals who are very capable of holding the the office of president of the United States, okay, throughout the country, regardless of male, female, there, I don't care what color they are, there are people that are capable of being able to hold that office. Why is it that we have two main candidates <laughs> And only these two guys that seem to be the front runners. And right now, as it looks, 
he has the popular vote. So if the election was to happen right now, he would win. Yeah. That in can only happen in America. Only in America, as they say. Um, and, you know, there's hints that he's talking about making Tim Scott his running mate. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Dave, that, that's really all you can say. Yeah, that's can all you can Can you imagine say. Trump as president, Tim Scott as vice president? That would not, that would be scary. It really would. It would really be scary. But that's where we are. And and the, the fact that we have now you talk about we we started this 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 subject uh well this particular uh session um talking about the Karen's and so forth. There's no bigger Karen than Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Is there a bigger Karen than him? You know, because he can get stuff started. He knows how to get people in people's ears. And, you know, he's just that guy, you know. And it's really a shame that we're in the world that we're in, um, that we're having still having these kind of problems where people just say he did something and without a question or whatever, you get arrested and get charged with all these bogus charges just because they said we did it. Right. So, but thank God for um, Trayvon that the court system did see that he was definitely um, innocent bystander and they were able to see the truth and thank God for him getting off and not being accused of I mean, you know, charged with doing something that he did not do. Right. I I do agree with that. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you, the world we live in. What we got next? All right, Dave. So the next one is um, some some history making before Black history. But uh, last week, it was announced that Spellman... Uh, Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia, all female HBCU received $100 million donation, the largest in school's history. And they received this from uh, one of their board members, um, which is uh, philanthropist Rhonda Stryker and her husband, William Johnston. And William Johnston is chairman of, of Greenleaf Trust. But they donated um, their one hundred million dollars is the largest single donation made to an HBCU ever. Um, Rhonda Stryker, she has been a Spelman College trustee since 1997. And she stated that she hopes to empower women through higher education and create more opportunities for marginalized groups. Now, of that $100 million, $75 million will go towards um, endowed scholarship for future students. And then the other $25 million will be used to create an academic focus on public policy, democracy, student housing, flexible funding to meet student uh, critical strategic needs. So um, I'm, I'm curious if uh, Jeff Bezos ex-wife, I think her name is Mackenzie Bezos, but I could be wrong. Um, Because, you know, 
the year before last, she was doing a lot of donations to other HBCUs, including Howard and um, some others. So I, I wonder if, if she's going to come out the woodwork and uh, try to drop a bigger number. But, you know, th this was a piece of good news. I just want to folk on, focus on this. You know, I think it's great for Spellman, great for HBCUs. Do you have any thoughts about it or comments? Well, I mean, I think it's um, I think it's great. I mean, you know, recently there's been a lot of donations to HBCUs from very prominent people. So that's really good um, that they're donating to these schools. Um, right now, HBCUs are probably at its high, high, hottest um, notoriety right now. Um, a lot of, you know, they're in the forefront of a lot of schools. Um, a lot of these schools are definitely, um, you know, um, in the public's eye now and so forth. And the enrollments have been up at a lot of these schools. So it's good that they're putting out the money out there for to help with people um, as far as scholarships and everything are concerned. You, When you hear about these kind of donations, though, you always wonder yourself, are the people who need it getting it though? And that's what I'll always right. wonder. About. That's true. You know, so if she's if they're setting um if they're setting up a um endowment and um trying to um trying to help people with making sure that they um you know can help these students with the enrollment um and uh, tuition monies that that's wonderful. I mean, as long as it's doing something to help and not causing more of a financial burden, you know, because going to these schools, a school like Spelman, uh, Spelman has one of the higher um, tuitions in HBCUs. Um, um, and so, you know, for, for a young lady to go to Spelman, you know, that's not a, that's not a cheap, piece of change. So if they're able to help, if that money is helping people with that type of thing, hey, my hats are off to the people that are um, donating these this kind of money and especially to help with that type of thing. So um, that's really a good look. Um, I can definitely say that I'm with it. Um, but like I said, as long as the money is being used the way mm -hmm. that they say it's being used. Right. Because, you know, somebody throws a hundred million dollars at your school or whatever, and you're like the president of the school or chief financial officer or whatever, you know, now, you know, you're saying to yourself, oh, okay, you know, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so we got to make sure you know, all of a sudden these special little uh, funds come up and everything, you know, it'd be like, okay, well, what's this one for? Uh, the David P. Coker fund? Um, right. Okay. But that's an endowment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, but that's good. I, I'm glad. And, um, you know, and, and I'm glad that it's not just coming. I'm glad it's not just coming from our community. It's coming from all over. You know, the money's coming from all over. So, so that's great. Great for Spellman. I, I agree with that. And uh, my hat's off. That's my that's my thoughts on it. Okay, yeah. So 
So, you know, of course, um, it's the very beginning of the year. We'll, we'll see if there's any, you know, what other what other um, millionaires and billionaires drop some uh, some of the dollars on HBCUs throughout the year. Yep. There you go. Yep. Um, we'll see what happens, um, you know, because normally uh, I guess it'd be around July or August. We'll start here a lot of stuff, you know, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, All right. Moving on to our next story. I just kind of want to touch base. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but I just wanted to touch base um, about the Emmys. Um, I know we had talked about it a couple weeks ago, you know, because we knew it was coming up. And there were some big winners, um, Black Excellence on on, on point that particular night. Anthony Anderson hosted the show. Um, I thought he did an excellent job. Uh, He was funny. had his mama with him. Did did you hear about his mom was the one doing the, you know how they do the playoff music when you mm-hmm. when so instead of doing that, they had his mom sitting in the audience as she was telling people, Okay, you're talking too much, it's time to go. It's time oh to go. wow. <laughs> That's your time. That's your time. You right. know, it was funny. So she was running people off the stage, you know. So um, but um um I just wanted to um say hats off to Couple of the winners this year. Um, Nisi Nash won for the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um, she won for Best Supporting Actress in Dahmer. Um, did you see that? I did. What did you What did you think of her um, in that movie? Um, so, I mean, I thought her performance was good. I was actually surprised that she was nominated because she wasn't, you know, she wasn't a main character. Or you know one of the main characters, but um, overall, I, I mean, I thought the documentary was great because uh, it it really did seem like you were you know in the mind of a serial killer. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, uh, Hollywood took notice and they gave her the nod for that, and um, so she was. Uh, course she was really happy and her speech was really really good if you get a chance to check her speech out it was really really good um <clears throat> also we had some history um that night last time a, a black actress won the award for best comedy lead actress was back in uh, 1981, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Isabel Sanford won for the Jeffersons, uh, playing the part of Wheezy Jefferson uh, that we all knew. Since then, no other Black woman has ever won lead actress in a comedy um, series until oh, wow. this year. When... Uh, Philly's own Quinta Brunson took home the award for Abbott Elementary as the um, lead actress. So she was totally shocked. She didn't realize, I, you know, I was watching when she got the award. Um, she did not realize that she was going to get it. And it was pretty cool for her because uh, Carol Burnett was the person that uh, did the category. And she's a big fan of Carol Burnett. Um, and so she was really, you know, really shook up when Carol Burnett handed her the, the award and everything. 
But it was, I just thought it was so cool. Here it is. 1981. You you can't tell me we haven't had any funny black women to lead a series mm-hmm. since 1981. Come on now. You know, but I'm finally. Really, I'm about to say, are you really surprised? <laughs> but that show is hilarious. That is a great show. And uh, for anyone who's listening that has not watched um, Abbott Elementary, Y'all need to y'all need to go back to season one and start watching the new season will be coming on soon. But that show is hysterical and she is hysterical on that show. And thank God for Quinta Brunson and thank God for her win for that category. Um the third person I wanted to mention is um on a show, one a series is one of my favorite series. Um uh, and I don't think you start. You, I don't think you've seen the. Have you seen the bear yet? No, I've not. Okay, um, young lady that's on the bear. Her name is Ayo Edibiri. Uh, um, she is very, very good on this show. Matter of fact, the whole award season, she's won for those for best supporting actress. Every award show she that's been so far she's won that award for that because everybody thinks she's incredible on the show now people who have not seen the bear i strongly recommend it it is a show about the restaurant business and just a very eclectic cast of people and how they work together and so forth i'm telling you it's a really really good show and it really gives you a different look at the restaurant business. Um, when you now, every time I go in a restaurant, I sit down, I think about <laughs> that show because you're wondering, you know. And they said that they really, um, you know, did a lot of study on the business when they put the show together. But it really makes you think about all the stuff that's going on at a restaurant when you're sitting there, and because right. you because you've seen that show, you know, so. Um, but my hat's off to her as well for, and she's excellent on that show. Like I said, so, so hats off to the three, three women who this year made black look good and won the, uh, leading, um, won the trophies that they won. Um, something cool. One other thing I wanted to mention cool about the Emmys this year, what they did is kind of brought back, um, cast from past. Uh, popular shows and reunited them like they brought the cast back from Cheers, uh, Ally McBeal. Um, what else they did? Um, uh, they, Martin, uh, yeah, uh, Martin, which they had all of them. They had a picture of Tommy sitting there, you know. So, uh, but the Martin cast, uh, they also did um, um, All in the Family. I mean, it was really cool that they. They they brought the, everybody back so you can see those casts again together. So the Emmys really was a good look this year. I actually enjoyed the show. I watched I watched most of it. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched most of it. I really enjoyed the show, and I thought Anthony Anderson did a good year. So black people really look good this year on the Emmys. So I just wanted to gotcha. give my little report on that. So yeah, awesome, know. awesome. All right, well, okay. Dave, move, moving on. Uh, we got. Uh, to yep. the next story. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, this was a story, and I mean, we we kind of let joked about it prior, and I I said you had a lot of experience, but I was just joking. <laughs> but um, there was a man who hosted a baby shower for his baby mama. Z-Z-Z, 
with the with, with some S's on there. Yeah. So he was at a joint baby shower. It wasn't the cannon, folks. It wasn't right, the cannon. Wasn't cannon. Okay. Not for okay. two baby mamas. Yeah. Not for three baby mamas. Not one, not two. Not for four baby mamas. Not for four? Okay. For five baby mamas, a joint baby shower. Dave, what, what are your first thoughts? First of all, I wouldn't have shown up. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been, look, I've probably been across the street with some high power binoculars watching mm-hmm. everything. You know, it's uh, uh, interesting. That's all I can say. Very interesting. Uh, did they say how, how everything went? Well, Dave, it's funny you should mention that. So the um the person who who posted the video her name was Liz Lizzie she's a 29 year old Brooklyn musician she is one of the five women who got pregnant by fellow artist by the name of Zeddy Wellis and so basically uh right musician surprising <laughs> or not yeah but, no, um, okay. yep so she Lizzie. Um, she shared a video a video of the joint baby shower of the five pregnant women. And the invite said, welcome little Zeddy Wills, number one to number five. And it had a picture of Wellis in the middle, surrounded by the five pregnant women. Now, in the video, the women can be seen in the same room, showing off their baby bumps. And Lizzie said, when your baby daddy got four other girls pregnant at the same time, that was how she captured her video. And Dave, you may be able to see and hear. Here's a little yeah. portion of, of the video. I believe it start playing, but you can you can see that all the girls look pretty young. Um, I guess Wellis is sitting in the middle, smiling. All the girls are well. The the two girls on the right are smiling. The other ones don't seem to be smiling so much. But um, after the baby shower, when Went viral. Lizzie, um, the one of the baby mamas, posted a follow up, and she said, "We love our baby daddy. We will not ruin our baby's lives. Our families have accepted this. Nothing left to do but support each other. It takes a village indeed." She also said, "We can't change the fact that he's our baby daddy, and everything happens for a reason." She continued. We decided to work together and our families are supportive of our decision. We have a, have accepted each other. It's better for the little ones. Can you believe this? They, they, they don't even sound right. He must be getting some paper. Well, have, have you heard of Zeddy Wellis? No, I haven't, but that doesn't mean anything because yeah, no, you, you're right. I look. Look, I didn't. Did you had you, had you heard of DDG before two or three years ago? <laughs> uh-uh. You feel me? You feel you right. feel me? Okay, you know him now, don't you? You know who DDG is now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know whose father, uh, Child's father, is right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, right. so 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 this could be one of those situations. This guy could be up and coming. Maybe we don't know who he is right now, but maybe in his mm-hmm. area. Maybe he making paper. Maybe he doing all right. I, I hope. Yeah, because he's gonna be. He might be Nick Cannon's assistant. You never know. <laughs> My protege, <laughs> meant, meant yeah. to. Yeah. All right, all right, well, here, Dave. Let, let me ask this. Hypothetically speaking, of course. So you're 29 years old, and the lady 
you're seeing gets pregnant. You know, she's excited for the baby. Then that same day, you get a call from your lady number two. And she says, she's pregnant. How do you tell lady number one? What what would you say to lady number one? Well, it all depends on the individual. So apparently, he must travel. All these, I have a feeling that these people all travel in the same circle. I really do. And so I don't think it was really that hard for him to be able to tell each girl that, you know, you're not the only pregnant person. I have this person pregnant. I have this person pregnant. And he's probably promising. That's what I'm saying. There must be some money somewhere that he that he's able to have them all be on board like this because, you know, he's probably telling them all, hey, you're going to get broken off. You're going to get broken off. You're going to get broken off. This type of thing. Because otherwise, we know in real hood life, Oh yeah, they they, oh, like they fight. They ain't going down like that. No, no, and there's going to be some infighting, and it's just like you know, you hear Nick. Nick could say all he wants that all his kids' mom get along, but every now and then you hear you hear you know something about one of his baby mamas talking about you know how much time Nick spends with the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So and and, and Dave, I, I think it's easy for Nick's Cannon's mamas to get it. To all get along when he's multi worth multi million dollars, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, yeah. Look, just stop, just stop fussing. You're gonna get this. They all probably getting the same amount of money. You know, I'm sure they're all living very comfortable. You know, because he's um, he's paying that child support every month. You know, so yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's there's. I'm telling you, we we probably have to do a deep dive on Mr. Uh, Zeddy. And find out what he's worth right about now, because I'm sure there's something there. I mean, what what other reasons would they have to get along so well, and allow them all them allow each other to find out? Oh, you looking it up now? Let's see. Yeah, n- nothing. There's nothing out there on him. No, in fact, let me put his name in quotes so we can. I mean, the only thing that came up was the article. Nope. Let me That's just try this. That came up. Oh, okay. So maybe. Okay. So. Hmm. I mean, really, the only thing that's coming up is that he had the baby shower. Nothing regarding music, musician. So. I don't yeah, know. He, and he looks. He looks very young himself. Yeah, he he does. He, he's definitely very young. And these girls are all very pregnant. Like they all look like they're probably due around the same time. Yeah, they all got bumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't can't deny it. Yeah, one of them looks a little older than the other ones. Did you? Oh, okay, that? hold on. So I guess he has some aliases. So Zeddy Wills. Let me try this one. Okay. Try to get my Sherlock Holmes on. Yeah, because it's a, I'm telling you, New York is okay. Oh, this is Instagram. Hold up. Yeah. Okay. I 
mean, this, this looks like it may be him. Five hundred twelve thousand followers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he making. Yeah, he there's some money. He got he getting some money. Yeah, yeah, wow. he, he yeah he getting some money. Yeah, don't 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 get it twisted. There there <laughs> there there's a reason for the madness. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, for the madness. So, um, um, and it's funny. Did they say that one league looks to had him tied to Nick Cannon? Didn't it? Say one more time. Like go back, go back, because it looked like I saw something with him and Nick Cannon, right? Or was it a comparison thing? It was probably a comparison. Uh, wait, what did it say? Oh, call, call, hold on. <laughs> he called Nick Cannon the blueprint. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see how that goes. <laughs> when, now, uh, now they they, all... he's only uh, twenty two years old. Wow. Yeah, I thought he looked young. I thought he looked yeah. young. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, um, there's some money. There's some money floating around somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's the only way that that can go down that way. So. Um. Um. Well. Uh, you gotta get your people, man. Get your people. Yeah, for for sure. And he down there in Atlanta too, right? Was that where he is? Um, I'm not sure. No, what's it? He, he's out of New York, but um, I'm not yeah, sure where yeah, he is right. now. He's from New York, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people, man. These people today. Uh, I tell you, there's something in the water, man. Something yeah, in the water. There is. Well, anyway, we will find out what Zeddy's up to if he stays alive or whatever. Okay, you know, so um, or if he comes up with five more kids. So yeah. we'll see. All right, that leads us into uh, Leonard's favorite um, segment, uh, which is Dave's Corner. And today, I just had you know, in light of the great come up to the Super Bowl and um. You know, of course, all the football is going on right now and so forth. Um, so I just figured I'd ask this question. If you had a chance to play any professional sport and there was a magical way that that could happen, um, what sport do you think you would play and why? So this is really kind of easy. So I don't know if you know, back in the day they used to call me Air Jordan <laughs> because of you know my my basketball skills going okay. gym class. Okay. So I would probably do basketball, and I would be a superstar, <laughs> and I get a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Well. That makes a lot of sense. You do. It's funny. Not not kidding at this point, but you do have a basketball frame, you know, and um, you would you would look like somebody that probably could step on the court and cross some people up a little bit, you know. Yeah. Well, well, you know, Dave, um, 
and this this was my uh my my well I won't say my fade to glory. This was the end of my glory road. When I was in 10th grade, well went out for the basketball team and I made the JV team <clears throat> and I went home and I told my dad and he said I spent too much money on swimming. You're not going to play basketball. You're going to keep swimming. And that was the end of my Michael Jordan career right there. Wow. He shut you, He shut it down. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He he, he shut it down quick. How could, you couldn't do both? The same season. So, wow. I mean, I, I probably could have tried. But, I mean, you, you know how the coaches are. You know, they, they, you know. Well, no, but see, this is the thing, though. If you are working different muscles that could help you succeed in each season, then they don't have a problem with you doing multiple sports. Well, I think the the biggest thing is practice and games. Like, I don't know if I would have, you know, I, I might not have been able to fit the two practices in. And, you know, on game day, okay, they're the big swim meet, they're the big basketball game. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. But basketball was something that you always wanted to do. Well, you know, I mean, I kind of just hung it up there. And, you know, I, I, I hung up my, my Nike shoes and my wristbands and, you know, I put my <laughs> basketball on the shelf. Put your basketball up on the shelf. Okay. All right. I I hear you. I hear you. Okay. All right. Um, it's funny. I, I was thinking about this question too. And um, the obvious, of course, would be football or basketball because, of course, it's easy to make a lot of money in both sports and so forth. But then I said, you know what? Maybe I would flip the script and do something different. I would probably be a golfer. Okay. okay. And that's something I would ever do, I uh, ever wanted to do. Believe it or not, I never wanted to play golf. Have you ever played golf? I have. I've never played. And they, 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 they call me Tiger Woods. I, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure why, but they call me Tiger Woods of golf. I just accept <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I never wanted to play because I know how it's one of those, I didn't want to even try because I know if I tried, I probably got addicted to it because most of my friends do play. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want to play that sport. But if I had this, if this could happen, I would probably try it because I think I would do that because first of all, it would be, we're, we're, we're a minority in that sport. And just like when Tyre came up and dominated the way he did, did you see how he just took over yeah. the sport? That's the that's the type of that's the type of reaction I would like to have playing that sport, you know, coming in as a minority and being able to to dominate. So I think it would be golf. I think that's okay. what I would do. Yeah. Plus yeah you no, can make they, a lot of money on you can make a lot of money playing golf. So Yeah, no, you you're definitely right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Them right. tournaments them tournaments, man, they ain't no you know, them some nice purses they be giving. So um but that that's that's my answer. That's what I'm going with. So, so folks, um, it, you know, feel free to give us your idea as to those that you would definitely choose, um, those sports that you would choose to play, and 
and let us know your thoughts on it and, um, you know, give us some feedback as far as that's concerned. All right. We, we always like reading what you guys have to say. All right. So that brings us to the end of our show for this evening, um, for this Tuesday. Um, we thank you guys for, um, taking the time to listen to us and, and hang out with us. Lynn, anything you want to add before we sign off? No, just, uh, you know, everybody have a great week. Stay safe. You know, don't, don't slip on no ice because it's going to be cold some of these nights. Yeah, I know they worry about some freezing happening. So just be just be aware of the black ice people. Okay. All right. With that being said, good night from News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. Join us next week for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. 